All right, guys, we are back with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast, episode 14, and we have been MIA for a little while. This is Shane Poor here with Christian Garner. Howdy, howdy. And it's been a minute. It's been a long minute. It's been a long minute. We have had a whole lot of stuff going on we're going to talk about today, but we have not had a chance to do a podcast. We tried to do one about two weeks ago, and it got kind of screwed up, yep. scheduling and everything, but... We are back and we're here today. We and are here. I'm tickled to be here. I'm glad to be back in front of this microphone. I am too. I'm excited about it. I am too. And we've had a lot going on. A lot. I we mean, have a lot going on on a weekly basis anyways, really. Well, you throw in five weeks of that. And yeah. And we're like, holy cow. Well, we can never get all this in a podcast. No. Well, and crap happens to us that shouldn't anyway. Yeah. All and it the makes time. for good stories. Yeah. But, well, tell us a little bit what you've been doing. Well. The last time we done a podcast... Um, was right before Bristol. Yep, that's and right. we didn't have this on the note sheet, but I wanted you to go over that real quick. The Bristol side, the I Bristol think? race, that was freaking awesome. The yeah. Saturday, the Friday night race was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I don't know if whether you like NASCAR or not. If if you just if you haven't seen it, go look up the Xfinity race from Bristol. Yeah, holy this crap! This past one, one we were on Spencer Boyd's number ninety car, Appalachian Holler Hunters, on the deck lid. Yeah, that's a cool. cool and he point. forgot to take the gas can out of the car. Yeah, and got a little bit of TV gas time all there. over. Yeah, he spilled gas all over the track. Yeah, got to see the cleanup guy bust his hind end. Didn't yeah, you? that was good. That was awesome. But the finish of that thing was spectacular. Well, there's been some awesome finishes. Yeah. Like crazy especially at bristol there's yeah. always a good finish at bristol but that's the best finish i've seen at bristol in a long time well the cars were sideways wrecking they, they were sideways they were, yeah, wrecking they were across crashing the line. across the line and then piled them up in turn one like yeah. i hate to see good race cars get tore up because there's so much work that goes into them but holy crap that yeah but was... for the viewers you don't watch for the race you watch it for the yeah wreck. let's be honest most fans watch for the race yeah it's just how it is and you that go for was the wreck and race breaks out. Right. That's I mean, it. That's especially at Bristol. Yeah. And the thing about it is is the bottom line was the dominant line mm-hmm. the whole race. And that's something fans have talked about for a while now. It ain't like old Bristol. Old Bristol, you had one lane and one lane only, and that's how it was. If you wasn't on the bottom, you wasn't getting far. You could go around lap traffic in that second lane yeah. like they used to did, but that was it. Cup race changed. But it always does. There's just so many more laps in the cup race that give them plenty more time to burn that PJ1 off the bottom and yeah. and rubber in the high side. But the Xfinity race, the truck race, the ARCA race, spectacular racing. Beating and banging, rubbing and racing the entire time. Exactly what you want to have a Bristol race. Yes. I mean, it was awesome. It and it didn't it, rain. It didn't rain. Thank God. That's I didn't go. That's the reason yeah, it didn't that's rain. that's why. But, uh, <laughs> I stayed in my butt in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> but... It always seems to rain. But anyway, we got like it didn't rain. Yeah, it was I thought awful. it was going to a couple times. But yeah, they were calling for rain that whole weekend, and yeah. then it didn't hit. So Yeah, well, when I, when you go in there and they say 0% chance of rain, go ahead and bring your rain suit and your umbrella and a change of clothes, because I promise you, I guarantee it'll rain at some point. Yeah, it's going to rain. It, it never fails. But if they call for a chance, it don't. Anyways, that's Bristol weather, Tennessee. What are you going to do? But yeah. awesome racing. I mean, that's that's hands down. It, it, that was my favorite weekend that I've ever covered as a photographer. That's awesome. Ever. And I've covered a lot of races yeah. since I started. Well, that was one I actually enjoyed watching. And I don't really enjoy watching racing on TV anymore like I did, but that was a fun race to watch. Yeah. If it I could mean, be like, if that could whole race, weekend was a fun weekend to watch. Yes. If they could race like this every week, you know, You'd bring competitive racing. Yeah. Not that they have to wreck, but side-by-side, hard competitive racing, they'll have more viewers. Yeah. Because this was, that was a spectacular weekend. The cup race, there was stuff happening the whole race. Yep. You know, something going on constantly. Something to constantly follow. Yep. 
you know, there whenever they first redone the track, it would, they had two and three, four lanes sometimes to what you could run. You know, it made for wide racing, you know, yeah. four, three and four wide passes, which is stupid at Bristol, but overall they could get single file and yeah run around and you didn't have them. to move everybody at bristol the way if it's one lane you've got to move them the yeah. only way to get around them is to move them right and that's when it really makes you really it, that is one racetrack you can really tell a driver's skill yeah uh whenever i first started going kyle bush kyle larson you could really watch how they could drive the track if you really pay attention in the corners you can watch their hands yeah and when you can see their hands moving back and forth and really driving that car and how they can throw pitch a car into the corner yeah that's when you can tell you know tell the difference between a good and so-so driver especially this weekend with it when it's only one lane mm-hmm. you can really tell the difference of who's who's a wheelman and who ain't yeah because whether your car's perfect handling or not with air quotes around you know if it's perfect you're still driving your ass off oh yeah to get it to set in those corners yeah there's no perfect car for bristol it you gotta when be it's able like to drive, that yeah you gotta be able to drive the damn thing and that it just makes for an exciting race i mean you're i mean just for a basic fan that just turns it on to watch still exciting yeah but this if you really if you actually watch and pay attention this was a really really good race weekend yeah it was fun to watch yeah but, but anyways anyways so that was our first tangent yeah, Sorry. For, that, yeah, that was my fault. That was my bad. I good. just got excited. I, I just ain't got thought to talk about, about it. I mean, I ain't really got well, to talk about it. Well, I looked at the sheet and I was like, "Oh crap, we done Bristol. That was awesome." Yeah, that but, was awesome. We was on the ninety car. That yep. was all good. Awesome racing. Awesome time. I don't think anything. I don't think nothing big happened. I got to talk with Greg Zipadelli. You know, got to meet up with him for a few minutes. Talk oh, to I those guys. I didn't hear that. Yeah, got to talk to him. Uh, we were talking about some things he's doing. He's well, he's crew chiefing for Kevin Harvick this week. It kind of oh, messed nice. some stuff up because uh, his crew chief got suspended for loose lug violation last week at Vegas, or this weekend at Vegas. Uh, so he'll be in Talladega. Well, he was going to be at Talladega anyways, but now I kind of messed his plans up for how he was going to go about everything. I got you. Long as this don't bleed over into Kansas, he's in good shape. Because when he goes to Kansas, he's talking about how he's going to go out there and hunt out there. Yeah. Well, they deer hunt out there a lot anyway, don't they? Yeah. So. Yeah. So, got to talk to him. That was always good. Yeah. We got some, more, got some more stuff coming with him. Hopefully, in the near future, we'll let everybody know about. But we're going to let that pan out first and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, with their job and stuff, everything, there's so yep. much up in the air all, at all times. I mean, you yep. never know what's going to happen. Yeah. That's a constant yeah, you, if you, changing world there. Yeah, if you work in NASCAR, you, it's, you play it by your every day of your life. Yeah. You really don't know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. You just don't ever know. Yep. You can kind of you can kind of plan around stuff, but don't make nothing stone because it'll change. So we jumped ahead a little bit because I saw that right before the Bristol race, you had the Tennessee Velvet Hunt. That is right. And not a lot of our guys. We thought we were going to have more guys hunting the Tennessee Velvet season. You ended up being the long. I was the only that. one. To you go. were the only one to try it. I was. I was the only one to get to do it, and I was kind of I was surprised. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it's because. To be honest with you, it kind of come up kind of quick on everybody. Yeah. Like, it kind of snuck up on everybody, because most of our guys are, uh... Just ignore him. Keep on most, going. Most of our guys are carpenters and stuff. Yeah. And right now is a really busy time for them. Yeah. You're getting your vacation people starting to leave. The summer got people leaving. They're going in, and they're redoing this, that, and the other of these vacation homes. They're really busy this time of year. Yeah. And, uh... And just snuck up on us. Yeah. And, uh... I had a couple places... That I was wanting, wanting to hunt. Yeah, and 
you would think, let's kind of paint the scene here for you, not to drag this out, but to paint the scene right on Tennessee-North Carolina state line. Uh, you know, we're right here, we're what, 20 minutes, 25 minutes from state line? Yeah, something like that. We're all hunting about 10, 15 minutes into the state line of Tennessee, you know, into the actual state of Tennessee. Yeah. The, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the climate difference, but the overall difference in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what you're trying to say, so I'm not I'm, really I'm, sure. Yeah, I'm struggling here on this one. I'm, I'm trying, all ears. <laughs> yeah. Put it this way. Acorns fall down there sooner than they have up here that I've noticed. At yeah. least they did this year. They were falling down there very last week of August. Yeah. And that was exactly when the Tennessee Velvet Hunt was. And when those acorns started dropping, they already, bucks had changed their patterns. Yeah, they'd already They were losing their, they always kind of lose, they start changing their pattern anyways when they start losing their velvet. Yeah. But most of them down there already still had their velvet. That's why they call it Tennessee Velvet Hunt. And uh, it just kind of threw everything off. Yeah. So the spots that I had set to hunt changed. Yeah, but you had, you were kind of, you kind of fell into a spot that was Yep, that's where I'm going with that. So turned out. I was always wanting to hunt behind my great-granddaddy's place. Uh, I think we'd mentioned this a couple times. My great-granddaddy passed dragging in a deer. He had a heart attack. And uh, <clears throat> and I uh, always wanted to hunt with him, so couldn't do that. Next step was, well, maybe I can hunt where he hunted. Yeah. And uh, luckily, out of a random Facebook message, actually, and with Onyx Hunt, yeah, I was able to get a hold of the lady that owned the property, and uh, finally she got back in touch with me and said I could go hunt that. She gave me full permission to go hunt whenever I wanted to, hold on, and just in time for the velvet hunt. Yeah. Set a camera up there not even a week before. Yeah, it was just a couple of days. Yeah, just a couple of days before, and had deer movement, and uh, just to be honest, it didn't happen the way I wanted to, just a wrong luck of the draw, I guess. Uh, first day was the first actual day I, well, is like the day after I had permission, honestly, not yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. And like actual permission yeah go in there when you want to yeah before you know at first she was kind of skittish about it you know let me know when you go and this that and the other yeah and uh then it changed and all of a sudden yeah just go in there when you want to you know gain some trust and stuff yeah going well, you, you got to start building that relationship with right. anybody like that right and so i before that happened i really didn't think i'd hunt this for the hunt that property for the velvet hunt yeah but then it did so the day i go in there was the first day of that velvet hunt and i got in there what I thought was right on time. Yeah. Late. Like it was like four in the evening. Sun didn't set till like eight thirty. Yeah. I get up in there and there's already deer there. Like I spray down on my oh, scent yeah, crusher that was field the spray. Day you crawled in, wasn't yeah. It? I, I, I spray <laughs> down on my scent crusher field spray and I get up close. I'm like, dang it. There, I, mean, I was recording the whole time on, on the yeah. GoPro and stuff. Like, dang it. There's already deer there. Hang on. I literally like lay my stuff down and like army crawl probably 50 yards up to the edge of this field. Wind going across my back towards them, yeah. Too, so it really said a lot for the scent crusher. Oh yeah, because you come straight from work, straight from work, sweaty, you know, work clothes. Literally had blue jeans and a t-shirt on, and uh, crawled up in there and got right on the edge of this field and videoed them, and then got on around the field to them. You know, I was probably I was within ten yards, yeah, of of those deer. Never saw me. I was like, no use to spook them. I'm gonna back out, get in here the next day. Yeah. And I done that about lunchtime the next day. Got in, set up a blind where I thought I needed to be, which was the right hand side of the field. Cause there's some there's some apple, natural apple trees and stuff up above. That's where they're going to come out. Yeah, just naturally, that's where they're going to come. Wrong. <laughs> they come in on the left hand side. 
So it's the next day, sitting in the blind. What do they do? Come in the far left side of the field, which is roughly, I don't know, 200 yards. Probably 200 yards. About 200 yards away. And uh, <coughs> do your thing. You're good. Sorry. You're good. I'm going to have to cut it anyways right there because it, for whatever reason, when you move the mic, it like shorted out. And, like, oh, my bad. And that, you're good. I don't know what it was. Anyways, where was I? So they come like, out on the left side of the field. So they come out on the left side of that field, and uh, which is about 200 yards away. Yeah. And they eased their way towards me, but they went down behind me, except for two. Two deer come around the front side of me and kind of fed down towards me, nowhere yeah. within bow range. And then as the sun set, you know, light shooting light, a couple of those come up, those same deer that they come went. from the left side kind of fed up by the blind. They know that feel like the back of their hand, saw the blind, started blowing, stomping, never could smell me or win me. Yeah, they just saw something that wasn't there the right. day before. They stomped and stomped and stomped and stomped for what felt like an eternity, but it was like 30 minutes or so, and finally they just give up and fed on up towards that apple tree. Yeah. Then it got dark, and they kind of went on into the end of the wood line, had a, had a buck. I was going to say, didn't coming you see up some bucks? Left. Yep, at very, you know, as it was, it was right at lice, lice, lice. Yeah. Had a couple bucks come in up there on that left side of that field, it's like, there's no way they're going to come here for illegal shooting. Like, yeah. There's no way. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get out of here before they get anywhere closer. Sneak out of here. Try it for the last day. Yeah. All right. Next day, it's lunchtime. You and me, me yep. and Train go up, and we move the blind to the left side corner. Brush it in good. It looked awesome, It looked too. awesome. It it's looked killing. fantastic. And uh, like, well, this is where them deer's going to come in. We're set. It's I mean, it's going to happen. We're, I, I was 100% confident in that setup. I was like, he's yeah. going to kill a deer tonight. Yeah, I thought for sure it was, it was, it was a done deal. Yeah. Sat there and where these nothing happened for a long time. Yeah. And I was like, they ain't moving good this evening for some reason. It, I mean, it was hot, you know. Yeah. But still, they move, constantly going. And I was like, well, maybe maybe they'll come out last lot. Well, about last lot, here they come on the right-hand side, where I thought they was <laughs> going to come originally. And those same deer fed out into the field, fed out. And at one, I think it was a spike or something, come down in that left side. So I thought maybe there was a chance. Nope. The eight, another big, the bigger deer that I thought would be a shooter. Yeah. They ended up coming out behind those does on the right hand side of that field. Yeah. So back where the blind was originally. Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, that's when you've got a three day hunt, and the first day of the hunt is learning kind of or just right. seeing the property for the first time yeah it's just blind luck yeah i mean we played it the best we thought we could yeah put you in the best situation we thought we could to do what we need to do but yeah that's just the way it goes that's how that's why they call it hunting not killing same yeah. old story <laughs> but it was fun though I, I i had a good time you know anytime you know to get that first hunt under you you know get yeah. it out from under you get the mistakes out of the way because that first day i'm kind of that second day of the hunt rather uh i was kind of glad that the deer didn't feed down because i made some mistakes like i dropped some stuff i knocked knocked a tripod over well and when you're small stuff nothing to make a that made a big difference but it's stuff like that you just want to get used to doing again and get the kinks worked out yeah i mean I, I, when you're filming good, and hunting too it takes a little while yeah and uh, that was a really good a good starter and it kind of got me ready for north carolina opener yeah which was a month later yeah yeah just nearly well, and then right after that, like I said, was the Bristol race. That nope. same weekend, yeah, I was about to say, was the Tennessee Sanctuary Hunt. Yep. And those boys for bear hunting for bear yep. hunting yep. sanctuary bear sanctuary hunt. 
Those boys tore it up. They yeah. done good because it's only three days. Yep, they got you have three days to kill a bear on private land. You have to yep. turn loose and kill on private. That's around sanctuary. Yep. Like we mentioned in a previous podcast, you can't kill on private property, even if it's your property, because of sanctuary. Yep. No bear that is. Government outreach. Yeah. Overreach. Sorry. Yeah. So yep. they give you three days early or very uh, well first of August, uh, September. Yeah. To go in and, and, and get it <laughs> Here, done. Here's three days you can actually hunt your property. Yeah, How nice basically. of them. Yeah. So, what started out is not many people going. Like, first it was Sam and a couple others that were doing it. Yeah. I think there was. I think he said there was three of them. I could be wrong. We'll have him back in here and talk about it, I'm sure. But, had three of them that went and hunted it. Had it all the time. Next year there was ten. Well, then, last year, I think there was like 50. <laughs> 50 people come out there. And then it was the same way this year. Yeah. And I don't know if we've mentioned this much, but where we hunt up here, you've got a bunch of different groups that bear hunt. Yeah. You've got kind of kind of the north end, south end, east, west. Everybody they're, in the county kind of splits up. And they're very clannish about it. I mean... Yeah, it's very clannish. I mean, it, I mean it's weird. I've, yeah. I've said for years that A&E needs to do a show kind of like the hog hunting show yeah about the bear hunting groups because it 100%. would be hilarious because they're all so competitive they're very competitive it's like man did you hear them over on the, on the east side of the county yeah they killed a humongous bear yeah i'm yeah, sorry things i bet they done this and bet they done that you know just just jealousy yeah it's jealousy it's and, all it is it's, <coughs> it's bear envy yes it's awesome so. to listen to because it's, it's like a beauty shop up here because you constantly hear all this not really drama but yeah. everybody's just bad mouthing crap and trash talking really. yeah and it's, and it's it hilarious because they all come in here to buy bullets yeah they and come in the trashing. gun shop and you get to hear yeah, all of it from all to, of them i get all of it it's awesome and we say this but tennessee Vel- for the tennessee uh sanctuary hunt Hell, they all come together and hunt it together. Well, they don't have a choice. There's right. not enough area for them. Not <laughs> That's it. You've got a real small area, and so ever people from all these different groups come in there and hunt together. Yeah. And it's funny because, well, basically, Sam's like the ringleader of it. It's 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 funny. Yeah. Because it's one of those dudes like you kind of have to be there. You yeah. know, Sam. It's 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 awesome because uh, well, we can all go and set and we'll wait and. We're all set up together and kind of figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. They're like, where's Sam at? Like, if he's running late or something, where's Sam at? Well, what, what are we going to do? Where's Sam? If he don't show up, he ain't going to be able to do nothing. Because <laughs> Sam knows how, you know, Sam knows that area real good, and he's the first one to start hunting over there. Yeah. And, uh, well, just, and Sam's so easy going. And yeah. just, I don't know how he is during bear season, but any other time, he's so easy going and stuff. He's a little more it cracks me upper. Up. Yeah. Whenever bear season comes around, it gets a little bit more excited. Gets a little wound up. Yeah, just a little bit. Not as not much, but I mean for Sam, it's it's wound up. Well, but for Sam, anything would be wound up. He just he's laid yeah, back. really. He's, he's really he's, easy. He's going. pretty laid back all the time. So. But uh, that they tore it up for sure. It yeah. was a really awesome. It's awesome weekend. I didn't get to go the first day. I think you had Bristol or the yeah. wedding or something. What was the first day? Was it Saturday? It was Saturday. Saturday. It was Saturday. Oh, Saturday was a... Oh, my gosh. That was when your tire went flat. Yeah, right. had a flat tire. Could not find nobody open. You know, normally tire places are open around here. You know, small town life, people look... You know, they open early, close at lunchtime. Yeah. That's kind of how it's always been for Saturday business. Huh. Nobody was open. I couldn't <laughs> find a tire nowhere. I had to go clear down into Tennessee to find one. Yeah. So, I didn't get to hunt that morning with the bird... Because I was going to hunt the sanctuary hunt that morning... Go to Moxville for my buddy Jackson and Jasmine's wedding. Congratulations to you guys, by the way, if you if you listen to this. And uh, didn't get to do that. Yeah. And then, luckily enough, 
was able to get a ride down to Elizabeth and then get a tire, put on the truck, and then made it to Bristol. Yeah. For the night of the cup race. Crazy day. Anyways, there was that tangent. Yeah. But uh, done that, and then uh, second day, Sunday. Some happened Sunday, too. I have no idea. I, I think know. I was killed. I remember I got in at like 2 o'clock in the That's what it was. I got in at like 2 o'clock in the morning from the cup race on Saturday because I was one of the last photographers to leave. Yeah. Took a ton of editing. And uh, got in at 2, and they were getting ready to leave at 5. I messaged Sam. I was like, I don't know if I'll make it in there by the time y'all get started <laughs> in the morning. I'm pretty well killed. I just now got got back. Yeah. He said, all right, I'll, I'll see you after a while. I ended up just not getting to go, but they got on a bear. First day they killed a bear. They got it on video and stuff. And uh, didn't they have a kid kill the first one or something? Yep, a kid killed the first one. It was uh, it wasn't a huge bear. Yeah, it was it was legal. It was like a hundred and twenty five, hundred fifty pounds or something like that. Well, but for a kid's first for bear, a kid, who cares? Who cares? That's right. Who yeah. who cares? And uh, got got that done. Second day they got on a bear, but it was small. I think it was like seventy five, eighty pounds. He is right on the limit. Yeah, they let it go. And then the last days of the day, I got to go with them. And it was a good day. Like, it was overall a really good day. It was kind of a uh, by-the-book type of day. Yeah. Like, it was, you know, read the script perfect. Went in. Uh, we rigged we we rigged that morning and rigged up by a Christmas tree field. And uh, we, we went at one. Turn the dogs loose. They're on it. Yeah. And they automatically go into running this bear. And they get up. It's probably an hour into it. And they get it jumped. You know, yeah. It's a pretty cold track. They finally get it jumped. And uh, they start walking. Had three dogs on it, and when they get it jumped, they're in really thick, deep country, like Ooh. rough country. Yeah. So we figured, well, maybe he'll go this way, or maybe he'll go that way. We can pack more dogs into him, and just never got the opportunity. He was they these same three dogs were on this bear for I want to say six six or seven hours, Ooh. and when we finally got to a point where we could pack them, they were already out of there. We we had a couple dogs. We didn't have the right people in place, I guess you'd say, or the right yeah. dogs in place. Yeah. And I didn't get caught up with it. And uh, finally, it ends up showing tree in a thick, thick mess. I mean, yeah, a rough mess. Thankfully, and it was all it was on private property as well. Uh, we had some boys go over there, and they found the landowner, got permission. He let them in there. I mean, he drove them right to the spot. Said they're about two hundred yards right up this mountain, and it's steep as a mule's face. Yeah, straight up rocky. And uh, Cody Carpenter and a couple others was in there. Uh, Cody, Travis Shoemaker, and then Courtney mm-hmm. Virgin. Sorry yeah. if I pronounce your last name wrong. If you listen to this too, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they those three are the ones that went in there to it. And it wasn't treated. It was just bait up. It yeah. was a big bear, really big bear. These three dogs were awesome. I mean, they stayed on it the entire time, had him bait up. They said, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to have him, have Cody tell the story again, but it was back in this rock face. Yeah. And it was, it was a mess, honestly. So it started to break, and Cody shot, and then Travis shot, and then Courtney shot, and then I think, I want to say Cody finished it off. Yeah. Cody's the one who ended up killing the bear, and... uh crazy i mean it was was, that is awesome i'm I'm leaving out a lot of detail on purpose just for for the sake of the show we're gonna have this is gonna be probably our first bear episode of the year yeah and uh you'll have to watch it to get all the detail of it but it was crazy and plus we'll say we'll have cody in here sometime pretty you know shortly and yeah he'll tell the story too it was an awesome hunt always a good hunt that first time of the year is always good well yeah everybody's excited to go even though it is hot but yeah 
the bears haven't been run yet as much i mean they've probably been run a little bit during training but yeah it just it's a fun time it everybody's is. excited to go everybody's not everybody's running out and yeah they're ready to everybody's roll. raring to go the only time it gets it's any better than that is the first day of north carolina season yes uh tennessee season i don't know as much about like when it actually opens which is yeah. uh this saturday actually yeah uh it op- north or tennessee bear season opens and uh they kind of split up again some of them go down in the state some of them kind of hunt around here and uh so it's kind of split yeah but now north carolina opener is just about as exciting as tennessee uh sanctuary hunt yeah as far as excitement level goes just oh yeah everybody's wound wound up they're in there it's kind of their home turf i guess you'd say yeah they're it's back their in first their home game. yeah yes yeah, their home first home game i guess you'd say yeah and it's it's a blast i'm looking forward to that it's october the 18th mm-hmm got Oh, Kevin Martin's going to fly down. We're going to have him come in here. and Heck We yeah. may have some other guys come in, which, again, that's another one we're going to leave off here until we get official word. Yeah. I'm I'm jumping in with a group this year, too. It'll be my yeah. first time since my mom's stepdad passed. Yeah. I mean, I haven't bear hunted in probably, gosh, it's been 10 years. Oh. Uh, and I'm jumping right back in with them, boys. I'm ready to go. I've been working I'm on excited. this, too. I've been, I've been working on myself. Me and my me and my dad, but I guess you'd say, or just fat, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you're not a dad. You're just. I'm a fat not one. a dad. I never said. <laughs> don't never said I was a dad. Is. Just a dad bod, you know. Gotcha. Beer gut and chest, the whole nine. Yeah. Anyways, point is, been working on that. How's that going? Good, actually. Like I, I won't, I wouldn't say that I've been like working out, but a lot of places I've been hunting, been hunting hard. Yeah. Like it, deer season's open, North Carolina and Tennessee We're now. Getting ahead of it. Yep. I'm. I'm not going far into that. But hunting every day, and places I've been going, you know, is is pretty steep country. Yeah. Hard walking, packing in, and staying after. You know, yeah. just building up. Uh, just stamina. Endurance. Yeah. yeah, building up some stamina, just trying to get back into it, and I'm getting now to where, instead of walking, fifty or sixty yards and being completely out of breath, I can go 150 yards and not yeah. be completely. <gasps> which is which so is. So what you're saying is you're you're going to keep up with Matthew this year. Didn't say that, but <laughs> but we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We ain't there yet, but we're on the way. Right. I hear you. We're getting closer. All right. Well, I think we need to stop right there and I take like our first break, and then we will get back into this in just a few minutes. But thank you guys for listening to Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. We will be right back. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. So we went over bear season. We went over what's going on in Tennessee. And I guess the next thing that has come in since that is North Carolina deer season. Sure is has. Finally here. Finally. Finally. Thank I ain't goodness. heard much from anybody about it, honestly. Like, it's been quiet so far. Well, eh. We, I, we had one guy in our group. We've had one. That, I, I say it's been quiet, but we've already got one good and down. I mean, he brought opening day in with a freaking... Yeah, with a bang. With a bang. We were meeting at the house the night before... And he's freaking out because yeah. his tacticam was going yeah. through to we, his phone. And I he's forgot. Like, we had a, a deer season eve cookout that Yeah, night. we had a cookout the night before. And he's sitting there looking at his phone. He's like, oh, my gosh. He's in there right now. He's in there right now. Yeah, uh, like freaking out. Yeah, freaking out. It was awesome. And then, sure enough, opening morning, he was able to get it done. Yeah. And we're going we're holding off on some detail there just so he can kind of tell the story. Yes. Yeah. We've got an episode coming. Some killer footage. It's awesome footage. Killer. It's awesome. I was awesome able to go. We was a, it was a 10, wasn't it? It was eight. It's eight. It was eight. And uh, I was awesome able to go deer. 
film the recovery with him. That yeah. was fun. His dad was there. Yeah. I got some really cool fo- footage of him and his dad. His dad tickles yeah. me. This uh, that ap- this first deer episode is going to be spectacular. It's going to be awesome. And then uh, a boy he hunts with shot another yeah. big eight that afternoon. That was a good one. That was a dang pretty deer. Yeah, it was. Um, so all that being said, we've had one. We got one deer down, and I've got some stories. You got some stories. I haven't heard much from the other boys. We'll go ahead and get that out of the way. There's not a everybody's hunt. Excuse me. Everybody's hunting hard right now. Like yeah. everybody's in the woods about every day. You know, especially the temperature right now is crazy. Well, we well, had one good cold front come through. Yes, one good one. And but the problem is, we have had a bumper crop of acorns up here. Yes, I huge. mean, like to the point, it's hard to walk in the woods right now because you will bust your hunt in. Yes, and the deer that were on a really good pattern, I had some nice deer on pattern and stuff. Yep. And those acorns started falling, and they just freaking scattered. They're still here. Yeah. I move. I have been scrambling the last two weeks. I have been yep. moving trail cameras. I've been as unintrusively as possible going to places yep. that I know that are main travel corridors through these big oak collars and stuff. Yeah. I've been setting up tacticams. I'm still getting pictures of yep. the bucks. But there's just no freaking consistency to them. There's no consistency whatsoever. As we have said many times up here. Our woods are full of laurel, rhododendron. Yep. You can't see 20 yards in these thickets. And this, I swear, this is the only freaking plant that will grow under 100% canopy. Yep. I mean, they'll grow in a double or, what was it they said on uh, stand pots at triple canopy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll grow under a triple canopy. And yeah. most places when the, the canopy's that thick, you don't have, have any undergrowth. No, no undergrowth. But here... But they grow got, good. Yeah, they grow well in the, the shade. soil content or what, but yep. they thrive here. They thrive. I mean, and the problem with this reason I'm talking about this is that these oaks, you've got these freaking huge oaks and then thick rhododendron underneath them. Those oaks are dropping acorns, so the deer never have to leave. They use that. Yep. That's where they bed. Yep. And so they've got acorns raining around them in that in those thickets, they don't and they never have to leave. No. Yep. And so far, the only saving grace to these acres hitting around is the big and J, to be honest with you. That's yep. the only saving grace to having anything. Is well, where, and that brings me to my next point. I have been feeding big and J, but I have been freaking feeding Yogi like crazy. Yeah. Opening day, I got, I got to shoot something opening day. Yeah, you did. I've got it on video, yep. but it was with a freaking slingshot, and it was a freaking bear yep i mean and i knew it was going to happen i was looking at the trail cameras and stuff and the way the video pans out it's hilarious because he's in an area where i've got a feed trough that i use for protein feed yep year round he crawls up inside the freaking feed trough and lays down yep and so i don't have a shot on him because of the the post on the feed trough so i grab one rock and i shoot the top because it's got a metal roof yeah and it goes kaboom and it scares the crap out of him. Yeah. He comes barreling out of there and then runs right into my shooting lane and turns broadside. So I grab me another rock and I light his hind end up. <laughs> yep. but, so, yeah. Hey, that, that's the thing about it. They are hit. The bears have been hitting Big and J pretty good. The bears have been hitting everything good, but yeah. I have seen more bears from the tree stand so far than I have deer. Really? Yeah. It's been nuts. Every time I go hunting, it, nope. I see bears. It's It's crazy. Knock on wood. I ain't seen any bear in the wood yet. Yeah. Like as I've, far as deer hunting goes. Yeah. I've seen more bear from the stand until youth day, which we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get to that soon. So but I've seen more bear in the woods this year than I have deer. And it's been entertaining. It, yeah. I mean, I'm getting some great footage. The yeah. the footage is hilarious. Yeah, but, they're, they're just coming. And the thing is, 
is if you've ever watched a bear come into bait, you know, like they say, they'll lay down and they'll essentially kind of just rake feet into them. They will. They're lay lazy. Their, yeah, they're so lazy. <laughs> just rake. And they'll it literally to them. eat until they throw up. Yep. And then they'll start eating again. It's the most ridiculous thing I've yep. ever seen. Yeah, there, there's definitely a great population of bear season, which is well, we're getting to that in a minute, but. It we're excited for bear season coming. Oh, out. bear season's gonna be it's gonna yes. be crazy. If they don't if if we don't kill bear this year, it's our own dang fault because yeah. there's more bear than I've ever seen everywhere that I hunt, every property that yep. I hunt. And that's one thing I done today is I'm scrambling and I went into a property today that I normally don't step foot on, yep. but I I didn't tell you this. I got wind yesterday, I had a boy that works down away from here and he has to drive by this area every day yeah saw a stud really in there he said it was a mainframe eight but he said it had times that were like 12 inches long mm. like twos and threes he said it was tall it was wide saw and he was crossing headed toward that side of the mountain aha uh-huh. and that's the reason i've been scrambling i yep. walked that property today and hung a couple tact cams we're going to see what we got in there and didn't really throw out any bait because this area yep. they're not used to baiting and i don't want to bring a bunch of bear in there right there's some old apple trees in there and yep. so i just kind of refreshed the apple crop in there a little yeah. bit i poured a bag of apples out and just see what we can get on camera but yeah i mean this is it's beautiful area oh yeah it's but, not, not over there in definitely is a beautiful you show me a picture on your phone yeah that place is beautiful. it's gorgeous um i had to take a chainsaw with me because like I said, we don't ever go in here. Yeah. There were saplings growing up in the road that were four inches in diameter. Yeah. And I there believe. was like three trees down across the road that were 12, 12 to 18 inches. So literally had to go over there. I left. I didn't take a lunch break today. I took off on my lunch break, took the gator over there and cut my way in and then got up there and just, I packed around packing, shooting my climbing sticks and everything. I thought I was going to have to, because there yeah. are some hikers in that area. Because yep. I mean, with that rock, I mean. So I got, yeah. I found places away from the hiking trails that were eat up with deer. Even though this is private land, they still hike across oh, yeah. it, which is fine, whatever. I mean, we own the property, but right. we don't care as long as they don't mess with anything. Right. But I and found normally some, people don't, no, for the most part. For the most people, part, they don't. I found some awesome spots, and I mean... Look, it looks promising. It, it looks very promising. I'm I'm excited. I, I keep staring at my phone waiting for these cameras to yeah. go off. Because I'm excited. Yeah, you keep talking about looking at your cameras going off. I've been tracking my cameras for, you know, for a week now. And talking about scrambling, that's all I've done is scramble. Like, yeah. I've, I went from having a handful of spots that I really, really liked. I could really hone in on deer. And now everything's completely changed. Uh, everything's kind of flipped upside down. I lost one good spot in North Carolina. And I thought that was going to be, like, the primary spot. And it's completely turned upside down, which you I can talk really about lo- now. You hadn't really lost it. Uh, it's... It's almost a lost cause. It's being messed with. Yeah. We've got somebody going in there and one, there's horses. Yeah. So we had to go in there and rig up a, uh, kind of like a uh, a feed bin. Yeah. Kind of with barbed wire. We roped off like a hundred square foot with barbed wire so deer could get in and feed, you know, just to have something coming in just to get our inventory. Yeah. And just keep the horses out of it. And keep the horse out of it so they don't get sick. And the property owner was fine with it. She thought that was a great idea. Yep. We went ahead and we put all this work into it. Went up there about a week later. Well, a couple days later. Checked the camera. Had a couple deer coming. Had had a ton of action. Going there a couple days after that, which is a week from the time we fixed it. Yeah. Somebody cut a strand of barbed wire out of it and then erased the camera. Yeah. I was like, okay, we've got a problem. And uh, hang on just a second. It 
popped up a do now of like $20 for no reason. And I was like, why is it not recording? But it's recording now. Are we back what? recording? Yeah, we're recording. Was it we're recording back. the whole time? Yes. It, it, okay. I, I caught it like right as I had. I got you. All right. So somebody cut your barbed wire. So somebody cut the barbed wire. And, okay, what do I do now? Went in there a, day, a couple of days later, fixed it again. Yeah. Stayed out of there because it was right about the time deer season started back. Trying yep. to keep some pressure out of it. Get back into into some normalcy, I guess you'd say. Getting back to being normal. I don't even know if that's a word or not. Uh, I think you made it up. I think I made right. it up. But, hey, it flowed. Normalcy. Normalcy. That's the, a new one. The act of being normal. Yes. I like it. <laughs> I think it's normality, but... That's what I was looking at. Hey, there, normality. What was I said? You said normalcy. We normalcy. Added a, a C instead of a T. Appalachian English. Yeah, that's it. I don't think... That's that Buck Mountain there. That ain't even Appalachian. Whatever it is. Hey, it worked. <clears throat> but anyway. uh Stayed out of there. Kept pressure out of it. <laughs> and... uh I get, I'm really not happy to? about this. I was like, that was stupid. Well, let's get back to normalcy on this podcast. Back to normalcy on the podcast. Um, get in there, and sure enough, bar barbed and cut again, and somebody knocked the camera down. Like there's, I didn't have it strapped. It was those little uh, bungee cord things. Yeah. Had it? Yeah. Cut them. Somebody cut them. Raced the car again. And I said, okay. So what you're way heck? calmer about this. You're like, we'll just, it's a lost cause. I'm like, Let's hang a camera 30 foot up in a tree and In the find meantime, out I was ready it. to kill somebody. Yeah. I mean, I was pissed. I was mad because I'd moved everything around. Because well, I, I didn't get to get a tree stand up there. I had a ground blind up there, and I just moved it around. It's a really good spot. Ground, you know, put it, it in good. We put in a lot of work in good. building that fence and stuff. I mean, that yeah. wasn't like it. It wasn't just thrown together. No, we, we, we done it. a good job with it. And it looked promising. We had some other people seen, you know, said they've seen deer in the area, had yeah. some good deer on camera. And now there's somebody coming here messing with it, and there's known poachers around. Well, and the lady, and the lady, no one else has permission to hunt in there. No. And the lady's probably just as upset as you are that somebody's yep. messing on her property. Yep. But what can you do? That's I mean, it. Um, like I said, I know what I'd do. Right. I'd put cameras up trees, and I'd find out who's going. Well, see, that's the thing. A discussion it's, about it, it, but. it's one of those deals where, like, yes, I want to do that, but at the same time, I don't want to waste my time doing that and not being able to hunt it when I could use that time too. I got much. you. That's kind of the only, yeah, the only problem yeah, there yeah. to it. But it's a thing. It's a beautiful spot. It's it, hands down the most beautiful spot I've had to hunt in yeah. ever. It's gorgeous. I mean, especially when leaves change. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful flat top ridge. Big pretty I mean, holler to the left. I oh mean, my it, God. it's a good spot. It's it really, a great it spot. hands down a great spot. So I might go in there and just dry hunt it. You know, just get in there and set up on a trail, just kind of reset up again. Yeah, and just maybe luck of the draw, see something coming. Well, it's in a pinch point anyway, yeah. so you may get a deer walking through there anyhow. Right. So so there's that. Know. You know, I, if I do it, I'm probably going to get me a tree stand to put up there. Yeah. Go ahead and take that ground blind out and put it to you somewhere else because I've got some spots I can use it at now. Yeah, but uh. But ultimately, it's just going to be one of those types of spots. Just because when you have poachers like that around, it's it's hard to deal with. When you're outside of main road and stuff, yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah. I mean, it just is. People, you know, anybody that hunts, you know, the hunted a long time knows people people don't care. Well, and when they get to talking about a big deer in an area, people yep. lose all sense. Yep. I mean, they they, st- they just start being doing stupid stuff. I mean, yeah, they lose all common courtesy. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. I would never do that. I don't well, know. There's here's a lot the of people thing. I'd know at that. At the end of the day, it's a freaking deer. A yeah. There's a lot of deer around. Yeah. A it's lot. It's not like you're trying to kill the only deer in the county. Yeah. There's but, a lot of deer around. But to some people, they think that is the way it is. 
And I guarantee you, before season's up, you'll hear of somebody either A, spotlighting a deer in that area, or just straight up shooting something. Shooting and, it off the road. You know, either way, it happens all the time. And oh, it, yeah. It's unfortunate, but there are good deer in that area. If nothing else, maybe go in there and kill a doe or two. I mean, it's Shoot we got four doe tags in North Carolina. Yep. I'm ready to do that. Queens. Yeah, and we can get into that story kind of now. So we can kind of hit our timeline. We, uh... So, Cote killed his deer, opening day. Yep. Like I said, I've been hunting every day. Shoot, I forgot about this. Yeah, I wasn't going to get into it, but I was like, you know what? If I don't say it, nobody else, I mean, you know, it kind of... I mean, we got to put it out there. Got to put it out there, yes. It's, it's real. It's real. So, this is the first year I've got to hunt with compound. Yep. And now everybody already automatically knows where this is going. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yep. I said, I'm going to go ahead and shoot a doe, get, you know, get the first kill with compound out of, you know, under the, you know, out of the way. Yep. Get, you know, get those nerves out. Get it, you know, break the ice. Yeah. Yeah, that went about as smooth as I just t- said it would right there. Had a doe come in. I waited and waited. Had a buck or two that was in that area. I was like, you know what? I ain't had a buck or two in a couple of days. I'm going to go ahead and smack this doe. Yeah. Yeah. She ducked the air and her chest hit the ground. Right <laughs> over her back it went. I mean, I've seen a lot of deer duck at air. And I was, I was, I thought in my head I was, you know, you know, uh, counting for that. Enough. Yeah. No, I was not at all. Like, you can take and put the arrow where I was on the computer. If you watch the replay, like, right where you're supposed to aim. And that's where the arrow lands. Yeah. But she lays down on the friggin' Yeah, she dirt. turned inside out, didn't she? Yeah. I mean, she can, <laughs> it wasn't, but like, 35 yards. Yeah. And she hit Was she alert the dirt. whenever you shot her? Had, like, had she alerted something? No. She was just feeding. There's some, we had, we have all that throwing growth put in there, yeah. you know, we threw out. She's feeding on that grass and stuff. She hadn't even made it to any corner nothing I had to put out of the big she and J. She's just the feeding. Inside out. Yeah, and as soon as her <laughs> thunk, she hit the dirt. I mean, I promise you, her you could see in the dirt where she hit the dirt. Yeah, where her, like you could see where her breastbone hit the dirt. Chest hit the dirt. I was yeah. like, You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like I've never seen it happen. I guess from now on just aim at the ground and we'll see what happens. <laughs> as soon as you do that she'll jump straight yeah, up. Yeah, that's how it'll go. Yeah. But learn my lesson there, you know. I feel like I kind of rushed the shot a little bit. I mean, like I say, if you do go back, I, you can see that the arrow hit where I aimed. Yeah. You know, it was a good shot, well, or supposedly a good shot, but... They can do crazy stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I had the same or a similar thing happen to an Axis buck that I shot in Texas. Uh, yeah, I think you told me this when we was down in Texas, yeah, I think. Yeah, this deer, and the ranch owner told me, he said, if you shoot in an Axis buck, don't shoot over 30 yards. Like. I can shoot 70 yards. What are you talking about? Right. He said, no, they will jump the string on you worse than any animal you've ever seen. Yeah. Big, nice, three-by-three axis buck come in, 35 yards, standing broadside, didn't know I was in the world. He actually laid down, and I sat there for like two and a half hours oh. while this thing had bedded down. They were coming looking for me, like, and I'm like trying to, I can see them, like the guy's walking in because they thought something yeah. had happened to me because it's morning hunt. Yeah. And they'd come to pick me up, and I never come out. No. And I couldn't, I mean, this is like flip phone time yeah. frame. It's not iPhone time frame. Yeah. So I couldn't text them or anything. And they're like coming in and I'm like like waving at them, telling them to get out of there because the Axis Buck's bedded down 35 yards yeah. from me. He finally stands up, <clears throat> stretches and moves into shooting lane and I'm already drawn back. Dude, I squeezed on that thing like right in the crease of the shoulder because they told me you got to aim forward kind of like a an african animal yeah their vitals are further forward yeah so you almost have to aim like right on the edge of the shoulder yeah i squeezed and whenever that bow went off that freaking deer lunged forward like just launched forward 
and I hit him in the ham. Oh. In the freaking ham. Gosh. And I just, he took off, like, the arrow stubbed up in the offside ham, and there it was just pumping blood, pumping yep. blood. I, the arrow broadside, the broadhead went in sideways, cut that femoral artery, and he, he bled out. Yeah. I mean, no problem. He ran, like, I don't know, 100 yards, 75 yards. Yeah. Uh, we thought we was going to have to do a follow-up shot. And the ranch owner's like, do you want to use a gun? And I'm like, well, I'd rather use a bow if I have to. But if he jumps, you stand here right beside me. You just shoot him. Just finish yeah. him. We get up there. Of course, he's dead. We didn't have to put a yeah. finishing shot on him. But it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. I've they never, can do some they, crazy stuff. I mean. Yeah. I learned that. And not, I say the hard way. I'm not that upset. I mean, it's the first time I've ever even shot it, anything with a compound. Yeah. Aside from a. A still target. So how were so, how were your nerves when you shot at the steer? I'm surprised they wasn't as bad as I thought they was, just because yeah. I wasn't planning. You know, I would I didn't go into the hunt thinking, okay, I'm gonna kill I'm I'm gonna kill a doe today. You know, if I kind of go in think, you know, with my mind set on something, yeah. I have more time to think it through and, and get nervous about it and, and get excited. Yeah. But in that meantime, I sat there and I'd watched her for 25 and 30 minutes. Yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and make this happen. Yeah. And I was pretty calm about it, but once I pulled back, it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, crap, this is really going to happen. You know, then I got excited, and, and I almost rushed the shot. I was like, just hang on, just hang tight. And I breathed, and I thought it was perfect. Yeah. But I looked, and she stopped. She stood back up and looked around. Like, you know, what the like, heck was that? What, like, what, what was that? And uh, she she milled around for a second or two and just kind of eased on back out towards the woods and then just dropped off a hill and just went on her merry little way in there the same night yeah and uh i was like well here's what it is oh for one yeah it happens it does so at least it wasn't 150 inch 10 point that's what i'm saying that, <laughs> I mean, that was that was the goal anyways <laughs> was to you know to shoot her to doe but where i the spot that i was hunting i was like okay there's some bucks in here i'm gonna be patient yeah maybe it'll happen and uh I went ahead and took my chance, and I'm kind of glad I did to get it out of the way, just because I want, like I say, I, I was counting for some drop, but yeah. I wasn't counting for that, so now, with that little bit more experience, I'm like, okay, I kind of know what could just happen. In my point. experience, bucks, most of the time, unless they're alert, they won't do that as bad. Those are yeah. terrible. Yeah, I know, straight. that's what I've heard, is those are a lot worse. Yeah. I have, Like I say, I don't <laughs> haven't experienced it much. I've noticed it when, like, when I've shot them with crossbow and stuff, Yeah, but they drop some, but crossbows so fast yeah that they don't have more time to really think you know for that to happen yeah um that being said my poundage on my compound ain't as high as it probably should be i mean it's up but yeah. i could now that i've done it a yeah. lot more than when i started i feel like i should bring go ahead and bring it up and make a you know help that out some yeah because um, right now i think it's like 55 or 60 pounds yeah. not huge it could go it, i could withstand it to go up higher <laughs> yeah those are rookie numbers yeah, you don't have to bump up those numbers yeah, they 100 are rookie numbers <laughs> but guess what i'm a rookie when it comes to compound hunting so i'll take it for now i hear you but yeah, yeah I, it, I took I mine could, down to my buddy's shop last year or at the beginning of this year and he's like what do you want it set at i said crank it son i said put it at high as it'll go so it's at like god. 73 god Jesus. you gotta you gotta practice a lot when it's turned yeah. up that high because if yeah. not that son of a gun will turn you inside out i guarantee it that's the first thing i do when i climb up in a tree stand is hook my release and i go ahead and draw two or three times get yeah. the get the wing warmed up a little bit i was like yeah here she comes yeah that's a lot holy cow it's heavy <laughs> i guarantee it. it's I mean, heavy I, but a she's a screaming 
I guarantee it. She's screaming, so. That's what I wish I'd have had the other day when I was shooting at that dough. <laughs> hey, hey, it's what it is. I had a cannon. Yeah, that's what I was wishing. Well, I can't say that because, hell, I shot that doe last year with a rifle and she dropped in her tracks. And I was like, oh, she's dead. She ain't going nowhere. Get the camera on her she's gone. Never to be seen again. Ever. Yeah, yeah you turned her <sighs> inside out and then she left. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. What do you do? I ain't but, seen no doe with a scar on her or nothing, so. Yeah. Or any hole on her. Crap happens. <laughs> that's part of deer hunting. And in that same... uh. Same subject, we had another miss. Yep. Um, Saturday was Youth Day in North Carolina. Yep. Youth Hunt Day. On Youth Day, anybody under 18 can use any means of taking a deer that they want to. They can use a rifle, they can use a bow, a muzzle right. or anything. <coughs> any legal thing. That was pleasant. It was, sorry. You screamed at me. <clears throat> I'm like, sorry, I didn't mean to. That microphone's picking up really well, by the way. It is, isn't like, it? That was, wow. Well, that, I'm sorry. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you blew my ears out on that one. Sorry, sorry. everybody, uh, if you blew your ears out, too. But I, was, I was holding it, too. I saw I was, you, I was, I was like, like, wait for it, wait for I it, wait for hit. the right time. Yeah, you should have told me how to hit mute on yeah, your microphone. I was waiting you for a good timing on, on that. that <laughs> I need a set of walkers in here. Yeah, that one was a little much. So, uh. In preparation for Youth Day, we've been we planted the food plot up at the house. Yep, where me and Parker hunt all the time, and it is freaking gorgeous, phenomenal. It's probably the best food plot I've ever it's had gorgeous. up there. It really is really I mean, pretty. It's beautiful. So we've had these two deer coming in there. One of them's a mainframe six, really wide, pretty deer. He's got a beam that kind of turns down and back up, and she named him Swoops. Yep. So we've had Swoops coming in, and then we've had another eight point. He's not a monster, but he's a he's a pretty deer. Yeah. He was not a, he's a younger deer. I mean, I wasn't going to shoot him, but she wants to shoot him, go for it. Right. And I asked her, I said, what do you want to do? She said, I'm either going to shoot the A-point or swoops, whichever one comes in first. And I said, all right. So I've been watching them the week leading up to season. They're coming in down there, but they're coming in after dark, about 930 at night. And in the mornings, they're leaving there before daylight. Yeah. So the day or two before deer season, before youth day, I get sneaking out, and they're coming around the side of the hill. They're coming all the way across the field at night, coming across the hill and then into the food plot. Yeah. So they're not into the food plot until after dark, but they're on the other side of the field during daylight. Right. And then of the mornings, they're leaving right before daylight. They're working their way around because this is a tree field, and it's full of clover. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're working their way around and coming right across to these apple trees. They're standing under the apple trees at daylight and then working their way on across the field. Yeah. So the only place that I can find that we can set up on these apple trees for opening morning is in her swing set, of in the playhouse. Places. Yeah. <laughs> so I even called you or I text you and I'm yeah, like, you got to check this out. I got some camo netting and I wrapped the swing set in camouflage. Yeah. I was like, we we're going to have to climb up the slide and get in the swing set. <laughs> yeah. And so opening morning, that's what we did. We got out before daylight shimmied up the slide and got up there i set us a couple <laughs> couple chairs up please in there tell me you got that on video of me shimmying up shimmy yes. no dang no it. i did dang not it. <laughs> i did not i didn't get a lot on video that morning um so i'm working two camera angles this year yeah got the gopro for the widescreen angle and then got our big camera and then the tacticam on the gun or bow most of the time but yep we didn't have the tacticam that morning but we got up in the swing set right as it's starting to break daylight. Yeah. Got her set down. Um, I bought her a tripod for her gun this year. We was shooting 350 Legend. Awesome caliber for kids. 
um, got her a tripod that clamps down. It's a bog tripod, and it clamps down on yeah. the gun so it'll hold the gun. Yep. So they're not having to hold the gun the whole time. Yeah. So I got her gun set up, clamped it down, got it loaded for her, safety's on everything. Then time to get all my stuff set up. So I got first angle camera set up, ready to go. Got my tripod folded out, got it in position, looked up. <clears throat> Here comes the eight point, walking up the hill. Uh, I'm like, oh, crap. Like, my camera's still in the bag. Yeah. Parker's in the scope. She's like, I got him, Daddy. I'm on him. I'm like, don't you shoot that damn deer. Don't you shoot that damn deer. She's like, I'm on him. I'm on him. Can I shoot? I'm like, no, you can't shoot. Just hold still a minute because he's feeding up toward the apple trees. So I'm like, shove. And the first thing I did was turn on the first angle camera. And then I'm shimmying my camera out of the bag and (laughs) get it up there, get it set up, clip the microphone in, turn the mic on, and I'm like, all right, I got everything good. I look up and... we don't have a shot on him. Oh, my He's God. behind the peach trees. Oh. So she's like, dang it, Dad. I don't have a shot on him. I'm like, just sit still. And I didn't range any of this stuff. We shot the evening before at 100 yards. She was holding like a three-inch group at 100. I figured she was fine. Yeah. I figured it was about 100 yards to those apple trees. Well, he comes in. He's standing under the apple trees eating apples. There's three other bucks with him that are little bucks. They start fighting and carrying on, and all of a sudden, they just break and run. Oh. And I'm and he throws his head up and is looking around because he didn't know what was going on. And he starts trotting away from us. And I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Now what are we going to do? So he goes out in the field and finally he stops facing dead away from us. Yeah. She said, I'm on him. I said, don't shoot right now. You don't have a shot. You're going to have to wait till he turns broadside. And he finally starts turning. I was like, baby, that's, that's a long ways. I, I, I didn't yeah. know how far it was, but I knew it was a long shot. Yeah. I said, you think you can hit him? She said, I, I, I can try. I said, well, yeah. if you want to try him, I reached up and flipped her safety off. I said, safety's off. He turns broadside, put it on that front shoulder, and just squeeze. So he turns broadside. She puts it on that front shoulder, and she squeezes. And gun goes off. Deer throws his head up and looks around. Uh-huh. And I went back and pulled the footage, and the bullet dropped. Did it. And she was a little bit to the right. She would have hit him in the neck if it had been like at 100 yards. She just right to the shoulder. Yeah. It dropped and just grazed right under his brisket. Uh, and of course he throws his head up and looks around turns and starts trotting and he stops and starts feeding and looking licking himself and i'm trying to get her on him and trying got the camera on him and stuff and we just wasn't able to get a follow-up shot yeah i ranged it after it was all said and done 180 yards yeah that's a long shot if you're familiar with the 350 legend past about 150 it starts falling pretty quick yep and i didn't even think about it being that far if I'd have told her to aim, even with his back, she'd have dropped him in his tracks. Yeah. But I just, it happened so fast. Yeah. I didn't have the presence of mind to tell right. her. I was more concerned with the cameras and everything else. Yeah. That was my bad. It was my fault. But well, it ain't going to be the only opportunity she gets this year neither. No, I'm sure. No, for sure. Um, so we missed that one that morning. And so we sat there for a little while and son come up and she's like, yep, I'm ready to go get some food. <laughs> I'm like, well, here we go. So we could pack everything up, slide out of the treehouse, <laughs> literally. That's all I had to get out of yeah. it was get on the slide and slide out of the treehouse. So we go and get some food that, and uh, went to work. She had a soccer game, freaking killed it, scored four goals. Heck yeah. She, uh, she's doing awesome. But uh, went back that evening. The wind was wrong to hunt where I wanted to hunt. I wanted to go on the other side of the field. Yeah. Wind was wrong, so we set up on the fence. Like did last year? I put the pallet blind back uh-huh. up, set up on the fence, didn't see anything. Yeah. Sure enough, 
20 minutes after we left the pallet blind, what's the first deer to show up? At eight. That eight point. Dang. Yep. Right there on the Tacticam. Tacticam went off. I was like, hey, baby girl, look at this. And she's like, oh, he's in so much trouble. She said, I'm so mad at that deer. (laughs) That's awesome. Are you sure? We had an event. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had an event for Youth Day. Yeah. I I couldn't believe, like, I was shocked. And that's the way her luck is that I have not seen two deer the whole opening two weeks of season. I hadn't got to hunt much. Yeah. But I haven't seen two deer for the freaking bears. And then her first sit, here comes a whole pack of freaking bucks walking up. I was like, that's awesome. Heck yeah. That's awesome. But it's better than I've done. I hadn't seen a whole, whole lot, you know, since I'm, you know, we well, we hadn't talked about that much of how this year's going. You want to take a break real quick and get into the rest of our, let's take a break. We're running into, yeah. And then we'll get into North Carolina bear season a little bit. I want to talk about the traditions of, opening bear day but yeah let's take a break and we'll be back shortly with the back 40 skull sessions podcast and we are back with the back 40 skull sessions podcast so we've been talking deer hunting well we started talking bear hunting we're good we're good yeah. okay i heard it beep I was yeah like, it's, it's, it's freaking out for some reason I don't know why. yeah so we started talking bear hunting and then we got into deer hunting so we're gonna get into the plans coming up because uh yeah. like what? i said it's kind of hectic right now yeah it's kind of crazy you like so you ain't got to do a whole lot of hunting i haven't got to do a whole lot i'm having to pick my times yeah because having somebody to watch parker and stuff and of course she wants to go hunting what is that noise it's a fan oh it's a fan on your computer my computer right now is just really temperamental <laughs> right now i'm pretty sure like, it's a female it's it's got problems right that's now. sexist it is very but it's really on my nerves today i swear it's been very temperamental all day you need to go home and think about that I think I do. No, it's really been giving me problems. All right. I don't know. It's it's been acting weird all day long. I don't know if I've said something wrong to it or what. I didn't know those jets were coming back or what. When I was up on that mountain today, uh, you've seen the flyovers. Yeah. We have this area that we're in right here where the dealership is. They they do flyovers with, is it F-18s, I guess, now? I think so. I don't know. Um, Whatever the new military Big jets fighter are. jets. Yeah, the Big, fighter jets. loud fighter jets. They come right <laughs> across the building and then turn and head right down through the mouth of Linville Gorge. Yeah. And they do their, they practice, they do flight tests in there and stuff all the time where they can get down below, where they can get into some different air pockets and stuff and see how the planes handle and train the pilots and all that stuff. Yeah. But that was a mouthful. That was a lot. I was like, yeah, I, good there. I run out of air. But Yeah. So today I was up on the mountain over there scouting that new area yeah and sure enough here come the freaking fighter jets I guarantee and that that area is right at the mouth of the gorge yeah they scared the shit out of me because they were below the top of the mountain it. i was higher than them i was looking down on them i was like oh shit yeah but i anyway, guarantee it sorry tangent that made me think of those jets i was yeah. like here come them damn planes yeah we mentioned it in one of our podcasts previously i sitting here setting everything up and the pod and they got the jets come <laughs> flying over when i had all the mocks turned up as loud as they'd go and testing blew everything your ears out and blew my dang ears out yeah that was funny that's crazy but anyways anyway so it's deer season it's deer we're season. excited uh, you ain't got I'm, to hunt a whole lot i've hunted every single day and i just haven't, haven't given it a good shot aside from my miss well i'm i went kind of <coughs> Hey, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> I went kind of ham on the freaking trail cameras. I don't know how, how a better way to say it. I went a little out of control with the Tacticams. Yeah. I was just counting. I've got 10 of them out now. You're kidding. And then I've got three of another brand. Oh, my. So, yeah, I'm paying a house payment per month for yeah. freaking trail cameras. So, I've been 
watching in real time <laughs> what's yeah. happening with all my spots and stuff. I guarantee it. Yeah, and I've been kind of taking it easy and trying to explore some new options. Like I said, the acorns hit up here and it went. Yeah. Air, all my plans went out the freaking door. So yeah. Um, that last cold front we had, we had about three days where it dropped down into lows in the upper thirties. And yep. it was awesome. The freaking deer were moving. We had a uh, full moon. They were moving. That was right around the time of the youth season. Yep. They were moving so good in the mornings, but they were moving yep. very late at night. Yep. Most of my spots are evening spots, but I was getting out in the mornings when I could. And I was hunting. I mean, I hunted hard those three or four days of that cold front. Yep. Saw deer. Like I said, we had one miss. Uh, saw bear, as usual. But yep. So I've just, I've really been strategy playing strategy a lot this so far until i can get some of my normal spots get back to normal and uh the acorns we had a really good wind uh system come through i think it blew most of the acorns down yeah so hopefully and it rained right around that same yep. time and once that happens you got about two weeks and those acorns will start sprouting the deer won't hit them quite as much so Hopefully, the deer will move back into some sort of consistent pattern, start hitting the food plots, start yep. hitting the feed stations, all that stuff, and we can kind of hope so. Kind of start patterning them again because I've got some freaking awesome looking food plots. Yeah. I mean, I, I went really hard on the food plots this year and they come up awesome. We got yep. big old cornfield this year. I mean, everything's looking good if we can get out of the acorn apocalypse here. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing is because of that, I've hit game lands. My yep. spots have been kind of junk. Everything, like I say, is at night. Yeah. Or just random. There is no there's no consistency. Normalcy. <laughs> there's no normalcy here. So uh I, I hit game lands. I've been hunting game lands, Tennessee. Yeah. Hadn't done a lot in North Carolina yet, but uh just hitting game lands, just trying to do something and been seeing deer. Yeah. Seeing a lot of deer. Well just haven't had any good shooters coming in yet. You've been you've got good acorns over there. Yeah. Apple crop over there was good. That's the biggest thing is apple crop Tennessee's this year was phenomenal. It was awesome, especially there are a lot of game land in at least East Tennessee. Yeah, there's a lot of old apple orchards and stuff that've been bought by the state, and they turned into you know Nature Conservancy and, yeah. and game lands, and uh, that's one of the places I've been hunting. It's a Nature Conservancy, and it's it's got a ton of apples in it and stuff, ton of deer sign. It's 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 got a lot of pressure. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure there, but it's one of those deals where. Just got them tried out smart somebody or get in the right spot at the well, right just time. Get somewhere where they're not and let them run right. to you. Right. I mean, because. They're putting a lot of pressure on them. It's just going to move them around toward where you're at. Right. And that's if kinda, you can stay undetected. Yeah. So. And so far, it's been the game, and scent crusher has been key for that. Yep. Uh, without a doubt. I, you know, before, I was always a believer of, yeah. you know, always liked the idea of field spray and, you know, and, and, and sent away technology. Yeah. But after using scent crusher stuff, I'm a 100% believer in it because I've went in there, I've went hunting at least more times than I can count on both hands yeah. this year. In in my work clothes, after sweating all day, just getting in a blind, with my work clothes, wind be wrong, all I've done is spray down and just the field, scent crusher field spray. That field spray is, it's legit. It's awesome. It does a good job. Like, it does a lot. Like, I never was, you know, some people use cover scents and stuff, never was much for adding scent, just because no, like it's I, more of a I'm, problem. Yeah, I'm a minimalist when it comes yeah. to that stuff. Right, and and but but the field spray itself for knocking your scent down yep. does a awesome job. It does a fantastic job, like, and the the ozone generators yeah, for the car say, they work great too. Yeah, I was about to say like if that's what the field spray can do for you, think about what all their other stuff can do for you. Oh yeah, like you get a get a bag or get their crusher closet. 
Yep. It's going to knock the scent out of your clothes. I yep. promise. Now, you still have to play the wind most of the time. I mean, yeah. the deer... I don't, it's smarter to... No matter what you're doing, it it's always smarter to set, play the wind. Especially yeah. early in season when temperatures are high and you're still sweating. Yeah. You're, still, you're still giving off scent. It's always better to... Well, and that's... But I I've always done, carry my field spray in with me. Yeah, and I do too. get in there and once I stop sweating, spray down again. Yeah. and Well, it's not like... I think they say like the sweat isn't actually what gives off the scent. It's something like ounce on your body like mm-hmm. after you sweat is what gives off the scent but uh, either way you stink, you stink. Yeah. <laughs> either way either way it's they're gonna smell you yeah and uh i've done a couple test videos with it because of that like i've literally said hey i'm in my hunting clothes i'm like i'm in my work clothes i've been sweating all day you can still see my shirt's kind of wet yeah from sweat i'm kind of nasty spray down and literally do a wind check and wind going right towards the deer never pick me up that's awesome and I was like, this stuff is legitimate. It does. So I'm, whenever I get the chance to go in the mornings or if I get time after work to go and change, you best believe that stuff's been put in the bag or oh in a yeah. closet. And it's been it's been running with their ozone technology, yep. knocking that stuff out. Because if their field spray works that good, you know everything else is Absolutely. phenomenal. It works great. It I really mean, does. You, it, you can't, we can't say enough about it. Yep. You really can't. But anyways, that's a whole other tangent. But I had to get on that because that has been. <laughs> I've had more. I've had. I've seen more deer this year using yeah. scent crusher stuff than I have ever hunting. That's awesome. I mean, I've got a ton of video of deer this year, just seeing deer. Yeah. Than I ever have. Yeah, that's but awesome. Haven't that had the awesome. big boys yet, but I think that's the acre problem. Well, like <laughs> we said, they're scattered right now. Yeah. Right now, it's going to have to be luck. But on that note, I have. Also been going back and forth to South Carolina. Yep. Uh, the food plots down there got freaking destroyed. Right. They got fried. We had three inches of rain the night after we planted them. The seeds germinated. Everything come up perfect. And Just like then, you wanted it. Yeah, it was exactly like we wanted it, except for it has not rained since then. Yep. We planted those fields the second week of August, I guess. Yeah. And, and it's it now not, almost October. <clears throat> yeah, it's the middle of September. Well, end of September. Hey, tomorrow's my birthday. Your birthday is tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. I just thought about that. It is the end of September. Tomorrow is the 29th. The 29th. Happy birthday. Yep, it sure <laughs> is. Um, but they, it's been 95 degrees down there every day, and they're freaking dirt. I mean, it's just bare desert. Yeah. Terrible thing, but we're running feeders. Yeah. And baiting's legal. Yep. Whether you love it or hate it, baiting is legal, and whenever everything gets destroyed, that those corn feeders can pull yep. you through. They can make the difference, yep. and they're hitting corn like crazy. And where it has been so dry down there, yeah, the acorns that haven't done crap down there yeah. this year. It's complete opposite, or else they're just not falling. I've been checking trees, trees that are normally raining. That tree right there beside the bunkhouse, yeah, it normally, it normally rains full. acorns. There's there's a few on it, but they haven't started dropping yet. Yeah, and I have got some shooters showing up on camera. And I'm excited. if you, we've talked about it before on here, I'm all about age. I yep. love killing big deer as far as horn wise, but if you can bet your sweet hunt in, if I see a five year old six yeah. point walk out, which is exactly what's happening right yeah. now, his ass has had it. I mean, yeah. I'm going after him, and I'm mad at him this year. I told yeah. my cousin, I was like, "Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, a, a bad attitude toward him this yeah. year." But, but I say you're behind compared to last year because I think you, at this point last year you already had one or two killed. Already had one killed. One, yeah, you had I one had in South Carolina. One, no, I had the one up here killed. 
Got another in South Carolina this time last year. No, I didn't kill him till after muzzleloader season. Was it muzzleloader? Yeah, it was after muzzleloader. It was rifle down there. Remember, I saw him during muzzleloader and then killed him the first or second week of rifle season. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I had one on the ground and I videoed one other one. Brian Brian killed that That's what it was. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm pretty sure this time last year. Well, I told you last year that this was a freaking fluke, that it don't normally go like (laughs) this. Tried to tell you that. Tried to give you a heads up. I mean, hey, you got to do it once. You got to do better next year. Yeah, that ain't. You always got to do better. You tell that to the deer. (laughs) Tell that to the freaking acorns. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, technically, I've got a bear shot on camera now. Yeah. Even though it was a slingshot. Yeah. And then I've got a miss. Yeah. So, yeah. I've got two good videos. I've got some other good videos. But anyway. So, muzzleloader season starts Friday. Super excited about that. In South Carolina. Yes. Sorry. Clarify. Muzzleloader season starts in South Carolina on Friday. So. I'm going to be down there on Friday, and I'm going to be going after that big six, or I've got another deer that looks like he's got a double main beam. It's like a four-inch beam coming out the side of his beam. Yeah. That's wild. Not a huge horned deer. He's a mainframe eight, but he's an older deer. Um, Three or four other good shooters on camera down there, and I've got one spot that the food plot's down in the bottom. Yeah. It come up awesome. It's green as a gourd. Freaking cameras. I've got two cameras in that field. And both of them are screwed up for the past three and a half weeks, four weeks. They're not tacticams, are they? They're not tacticams. Yeah, that's what I thought. Unfortunately, <laughs> down there in that bottom, we can't get signal. Yep. Unless I climb a tree or something yep. and put an extent, range ex- uh, antenna extender on it. And yep. just hadn't made it down there to do that yet. So, yep. yeah, I've got a couple of other name brand, just standard trail cameras down there. Yeah. And one of them broke. And the other one, the SD card didn't work. Yeah. And then I put a good SD card in it. And it broke this week. So, I've got... Two cameras in this field, and it yeah. happened this this field. There's always big deer in this field, yeah. in this food plot, because it's down on a creek bottom and stuff. And that's always the one that freaking breaks every freaking yeah. year. It it kills me. Yep. And it's three and a half hours away, so you can't just yeah. run down there and change yeah. it out real quick. So it's that leaves a, a little season. bit of mystery. Yeah. So, it's going to be a good season there, regardless. I think because according so to what too. you had last year on camera and stuff, it, it seemed to be everything's promising. new this year. I don't have a single deer on camera Nothing. this year that I had last year. I don't really? know what has happened. Everything's new this year. Everything, oh. It's just weird. You have anything... So, we've mentioned this before on here, too, as well. I keep saying that, but we, we keep talking about this. Down there, you've got two spots. you got the dairy side yep. and the turkey farm side. Yep. Do you have anything on a turkey farm side? I ain't asked you this yet, I don't think. I I don't know. It, no, no. I don't know. I've got a shitload of does and a couple little bucks. As far as shooters, I know of one decent eight. Yeah. But the big deer that we were at after last year, yep. MIA, I don't know if he got killed at the end of the season, and yeah. you would have heard about him. Yeah, I feel like that deer. A deer like that heard. was over 150 inches. You, The landowner or the landowner's son would have heard of him. Yeah. I, I haven't heard tell of him, but like I said, he's MIA. Yep. Um, we had a few hogs, groups of hogs come through during the summer. Yeah. We've never had hogs down there before, so I think that's kind of changing the landscape of things, too. Yeah. Um, even though they're not coming in right now, they're not hitting our feeders and stuff since we've been feeding hard, and they've not tore my food plot up yet. So That's good. Yeah. That's um, a plus. But I don't know. It's just everything down there this year is odd. Just flopped. Yeah. Different. Scrapes oh. freaking everywhere. Really? I went down there this past weekend. I don't know if I told you this or Ooh. not. I went down there Sunday, and there's a section of road that goes through a... a pine a planted pine area they're finally you they're finally getting tall enough you can see in there a little bit yeah but from 
this one box blind that dad likes to hunt up to the next spot is probably i don't know half a mile on the road yeah there were eight 12 scrapes on wow. the freaking road through there wow i mean like everywhere there was a hanging limb there was a scrape it's super early for that because rut normally hits first of November down there. Yeah, it's way too early for there to be that much sign. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like I said, I don't know. I just need to go down there and see it. Yeah, because I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's wild. It's weird. You never know it's what you might very see. Weird. Mm-hmm. Turkeys are strutting. Yeah, that one I, picture showed me is all turkeys. I mean, full yeah. strut. I mean, I mean there's what three or four of them. There's four of them. Four big long beards. I mean, strutting. full strut. Yeah, like. God. Wadded up against each other. See, I think that's what it was. We screwed up when we didn't go turkey hunting down there this year. That cursed everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the turkeys Gosh. are there. I mean, they are there. there are so many turkeys down they there. They best be worried for next year because they're going to die. Yeah. There's going to be some turkeys die down there next year. But, yeah, that's, I don't... Whew, turkey seasons eat me up. I don't know what it is. This is the hardest I've but, ever tried to prepare down there, and it's the most unprepared I feel going into that season. Yeah. Like, or well, maybe, maybe not year. unprepared, but there's so much mystery down there. Yeah. I'm, it's like everything that I thought I've learned over the last two or three years, because that one lease is fairly new. Yep. And it's actually as more con, it's more consistent. Um, than the one you've had for than a Than the one we've had for... Ever. <laughs> 30 years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one we've had for 30 years, I don't know what's going on down there. I don't know if something's going on, if there's activity around the farm that I'm just not seeing, if... Somebody's in there trapping coyotes or what or if they're trying to trap hogs in there or shoot hogs at night. Yeah. I don't know what's going on down there. But something's got it just all freaking sideways. Yeah. And it's frustrating and exciting all at the same time because yeah. you, you never know. It's one right. of those things where there's not a lot of mystery left in hunting compared to the way it was when we were kids. Right. With trail cameras and everything yeah. else, it takes a lot of the mystery out of it. and You kind of know what you're getting into every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you've got expectations. Right now, I don't know what to expect down there. Yeah. There's a whole lot of mystery down there, but it's got me excited. I'm kind of giddy about it. Yeah, I'm excited. It, it's back to hunting the way it used to be. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. It's kind of how it's left us feeling up here with the acorns. It's yeah. still a mystery up here just as much because... Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, there might be a well, giant killed this evening from one of our guys. You never yeah, know. and I had a, a shooter buck show up last night that I've not had on camera at all. Yeah. It's like, it's where it's, he come from. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's displaced the deer so much. It's you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. No, it just goes show. No matter how hard you work, it can always be. It can be different. Yeah. It can screw everything up. My yeah. freaking trail camera. I've got thirty notifications on my trail camera since the last break. You're kidding me? No. Like I said, I've got Nothing 10 of them out. Well, I, I got mean, a missed phone call. <laughs> I mean, I've got 10 of them out right there. So, Well, only seven of them set to send right immediately. Yep. So, I've got yeah. three cameras out right now. There's Nothing. Most of them are right there in front of my house in that food plot. Really? Yeah. God. <laughs> uh, but, but anyways, that's kind of the... For the rest of our boys, we really, really don't know. Well, they're just uh, doing their thing. They're just, I mean, them boys, they... They hunt hard. They hunt hard, and they, they don't talk smart. about it a lot. Yep. Yeah, well, you can't, it's one of those deals, like we mentioned before, you, just, you can't do a whole lot of talking about what you're doing up here a whole, whole lot. Yeah. And not expect to be poached on. Yeah. I mean, it's just how it is. I mean, that's, I'm not saying it's just here, it's everywhere. Yeah, I'm probably but, uh, more open about it than I should be. Yeah. I just get excited talking about that's it. That's me. Like, I, I mean, don't care. Like, if you want to come try it, go ahead and try it. I mean, but, if you're going to try to come hunt on me, I'm going to go with you. Right, like, I'll film you. <laughs> I'll film it, yeah. Yeah, let's go. I mean, that's not an open invitation, but I mean, we'll right. do what we got to do. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I just, I get excited talking about yeah. it. I enjoy talking about it. And yeah. 
I that's me. think that's part of the problem with the hunting industry right now. Everything is so competitive, and yeah. if the competitiveness of the industry spills over into everybody else's hunting, yeah. and they see, I miss the the camaraderie of deer camp, yeah. being able to talk about what you've seen and yeah. share with what's going on with your buddies. I've got a buddy that come in here the other day. And me and him are the same way. He's just excited about hunting. And yeah. he, he comes in here and he tells me what he's got on camera and stuff and tells me what he's yeah. seeing here and there. Because he knows I'm not going to try to jump his right. shit. I'm not going to try to go in there and hunt him, him and screw him right. up. I got my own problems to deal with. Right. And I just, everybody's not like that. And it, it makes yeah. me sad. It sucks. It, it does. It sucks. Because there's so, there so many of us that's like us that want to be that way. But you ultimately can't. end up having to be quiet because you do have some people that just... They're all serious, all game, all the time, which is fine. If that's why you like to do it, that's fine. Do what you want to do. Be happy with what you're doing. Well, do it legally and do it on your own stuff. Right. I mean, and but there's some out there that just, it's one of those that ruin it for everybody. And yep. They poach. They do this. They do that. Or yep. they do whatever it takes to, if they hear you've got a good deer, they're going to do whatever it takes to get on top of you and hunt. Maybe not on your property, but. They'll try to get right up next to you and try, right. to, try to cut you off. Right. And it, it ain't right. I don't care what you think about it. It ain't right. Yeah, I had a. If you have somebody that trusts you enough to, t- to talk to you about your deer and stuff and, yeah. keep, and talk to you about it, I ain't no way to act. Try to go in there and cut them off. No, don't try don't to cut them off. Are. Be excited for them. Tell right. them, heck yeah, man. I hope you get yeah, them. If let you me do, know, call let me. me know and I won't come help you. Right. Help you drag it out. But it is how it's. Unfortunately, it's how it is on the whole world. Just people's just crappy. Oh, I had a guy that but, was up the road and I had a spot. It was about five or six acres. <coughs> yeah, blow it out again. Yeah. About five or six acres, and uh, I had some good deer coming in there. Yeah. And he's like, you got some good deer coming in there. There's a lot of sun moving into that area. I said, yeah, it's looking good. Yeah. And he said, you know, a man could get in that property right next to you and cut them deer off coming to you. I said, yeah, and that man would be an asshole if he done something yeah. like that, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, 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 I would never do that. I'm just saying. Yeah. You had a guy uh, telling me today, I <laughs> we, was, we was getting breakfast this morning and I had a guy talking to me and he's like we had, an, had another guy with him that I talked to about deer hunting stuff and I showed him some game camera pictures and yeah. ultimately he's like show him I'm like alright you know I had some red flags with it kind of immediately because I was yeah. like I don't know who this is you know kind of goes back to you gotta be careful with who you talk to unfortunately Yeah, I ag- and uh, I showed him some young deer and I was, showed him and I, you know, I was excited about it had some good, had deer movement and that was it yeah Thought it was over. Ten minutes later, comes over. Man, them some young deer. I wouldn't shoot them deer. He said, uh, I'd hold off on them. If I was you, I wouldn't even hunt there. I'm, what? Yeah. Like, Unfortunately like, yeah, for you, you're not road. me. Yeah, I'm like, he's like, I'm just right up the road from you. I wouldn't ever hunt moving on top of nobody or nothing by no means, but I'd let them deer go. <laughs> I mean, Well, that what? sucks because I've got my own tags and I can film however I want right. to. Right, I'm like, what is it like? What does it matter? Right. Like it's if, a freaking if, deer. Like if I showed you a bunch of two-year-old deer... And that's what I want to shoot. Shoot them. That's what I'm going to do. Yep. I don't care. I mean, ultimately, that's not what I'm going to do. But as long that's what as somebody's you kill- excited about, yeah. they're going to be excited about it. 100% Israel play in there, and this guy will never probably hear this. But yeah. But like I say, Israel play, because I kind of knew what I was getting into there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, kind of, unfortunately, I believe he's one of those same people that, oh, I won't move in on top of you. Well, people and- like that do, unfortunately. And so you got to be careful with what you say. And here's and, the thing. If it's killed legally and you want to wrap your tag around it, wrap right. your tag around it. Right. Let people be excited about the sport. Right. Don't freaking rain on their parade just because right. you're a freaking game hog. Right. It was like I, was taking, I took Trey hunting the other day. A little yeah. Bit. And uh, 
he hadn't shot. Well, he shot a good, decent deer last year. But he's like he ain't shot nothing this year. He wants to shoot some. He ain't got. To, he don't get to. Well, hunt he's lot. young. He's a, Let yeah. him shoot some. Yeah, he's fourteen years old. He's like I, he said. I'll shoot the first thing that walks. I'm like if if you're good with it, I'm good with it. If you're gonna be happy with it, heck yeah. If if one comes out, button butt comes out, shoot him. Yep. I don't care. Go lay him out. If you're gonna be tickled to death with him, I'll be tickled for you. I don't care. Yeah. And uh, we didn't get a shot, but hey. He was going to be tickled to death, and that's ultimately what we're going to well, do for him. We're, and we'll take him probably tomorrow and hopefully get him on something. Well, and all the negativity, that's what pushes so many people right. away from hunting. That's the reason the hunting numbers have went down so much. Right. And, I mean, people think, well, that's good. That's more for me. That ain't the way it works. Hunt, hunter's numbers go down, then the seasons get shortened, and then before you know it, you're losing all your rights to hunt to start with. Right. And I this mean, is about to get balled up. Sorry. So I was seeing the thing on it. And it just goes all back to the whole hunting industry and how people are people this way, and it just it, it's a constant circle. Yeah. But it's bothered me. Uh, there's a girl, uh, pretty popular now on Instagram and stuff, uh, Caitlin Moss. If I pronounce the last name, I'm sorry. But anyways, her name's Caitlin. She's she's in the bow hunting. She's out. She's Midwest hunting hard, and I think she she'd missed a deer at like ten yards, and she was, not, you know naturally upset about it like, yeah it hurt her because she'd worked so hard for this yeah and i understand there's a lot of people out there especially when it comes to females in the industry doing it for likes trying to model and stuff like that yeah kind of goes back to do what makes you happy sure go for it but there's some people like her it's out there like trying to hunt yeah and trying to do something with it and still get hate from it there were comments like you ain't trying to do that you ain't doing nothing none of this except for some likes and trying to get some yeah. You know, we can go yeah. on. And, like, tearing her apart, for her, like, she like she was fighting back everything she could to keep from crying because she'd missed this deer at 10 yards. I mean, tore up. You could, It was naturally see that she was bothered that she missed this deer. And then there's people on there throwing a fit. Oh, you ain't doing this. Because Kicking her while she's down. Yeah, you ain't nothing but a whore and blah, 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 all the time. And it's not just her. It happens every, every, oh, to yeah. everybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some smaller hunting shows around and stuff, you know, that we that I'd follow and try to help and stuff. Yeah. And they get the same thing. Why would you shoot a, a two-year-old four-point? Because if they're happy with it, let them shoot it. Let them shoot the freaking thing, yeah. I mean, if I want to go out here and shoot a spike and put it on video and put it on a show, by God, we're going to because I don't care what anybody else thinks. Yep. And that's how it ought to be. And that's people like, be. don't care. People don't care. It's people that don't it's hunt. Jealousy is yeah. what it is. It's, people that get off the couch once a jealousy. year in rifle season and go out and shoot something from their back window are the very people that get mad. Oh, oh, oh what'd you shoot that little deer for? <laughs> yeah, because he ain't moved off the couch of once. Standing there. That's the reason I shot that little deer because I wanted to. Right. I've worked all season and fed right. all year. I've worked on food plot all year long, and that's the first deer that walked out. That's the only deer I've seen all year because it's been a hard year. Weather ain't been right. The wind ain't been right. This, that, or the other. It's the first, time, first chance I've got. It may be the only chance I get. It's what I took. But jackass that sits on his fucking couch and shoots one out of his fucking window. Explicit. Sorry. <laughs> but it pisses me off because I see it <laughs> all the time. I knew it was coming. But it happens all the time and it pisses me off that people's like that. And it's these old lazy people that don't really give a shit that makes it such a problem. And there's Harry. Yep. The damn ghost just rattled something. God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, it went off right there, but yeah, that makes me so me, mad. Preach for me. It makes me so mad to see people be that way. And it happens here just as much as it does anywhere. And it's not just on social media. It's in your own small community. Well, and that's the thing. We're taking so much pressure from outside the hunting industry. Right. We don't need to be tearing people down from inside of it. Right, I exactly. Mean, we all need to be banding together. We're in this. And if we turn on each other... They're going to have no problem taking this from us. That's what they want to do. That's they want it. to take it from us. Exactly. I mean, we've been seeing that from that one post this week already. Yep. We've been catching a Big lot of flack. We've been catching a lot of praise. But yep. we all need to band together. Ultimately, in this. it's the bad that'll take over. The bad yep. always, you know, the more of it there is, the easier it is for it to overcome. Well, you. They always say the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Right. If they're creating more of a ruckus and negative aspect than we are in a positive aspect. They're going to end up winning yes, it. I mean, exactly. that's just the way it is. And we're going to get into that topic about that post in, a, in a, one of our better episode, episodes coming yeah. up. And that's a whole other rant, I promise you. But <laughs> fired up about it. But, I can uh, tell. I can tell. Trying to calm back down. But ultimately, it just pisses me off that that people are like that. I mean, if you could, it wasn't. It wasn't like I was actually going here to kill this two-year-old deer. Yeah. But I acted like I was just to see his reaction, and that's how he treated it. That pisses me off. And you know that there's some youngin that's in high school or whatever going after a four-point or a well, six-point or whatever. Him, yeah. You know, whatever it is. But all it takes is one jackass like that talking right. down to him to make him think, the hell with it. It's not worth hunting if well, yeah. I'm going to be talked down to Yeah, like I'll just go home and play video games and shoot people, this, yeah. that, and the other. I don't have to hear this negativity from these old men or these old or whatever it is. Yep. Yep. Pisses me off. I can't stand it. Yep. And here's the thing. You don't own the animal. Until you wrap your tag around it, it ain't yours. Right. If somebody else wants to kill it and they do it legally, let them do it. Right. But like I say, it all comes back. We all need to be sticking together because it ain't going to take much to to ruin it. Nope. That's 100% true. Well, we have got off on, now that you got a good rant, I'm glad to hear you rant and rave one time. Sorry. I'm glad it wasn't me this time. That one missed, pissed me off. I, that one made I, me seen it. I was watching that last night about uh, Caitlin Girl, and it really just irked me. I mean, I couldn't stand it. I was so mad about it. Yeah. I was like, why? Like, why? So why are you looking at girls on Instagram, Christian? Yeah, that's where we're getting with <laughs> We'll this. get into that another day. Yeah, I was about to say, here we go. Now All we're right. into it. So, Lacey, if you're listening to this, we'll get into this later on. Hey, God. <laughs> all right guys well once again we've got off on a tangent we had some more stuff we were wanting to talk about but i think we've run this long enough yeah i think we're about an hour and a half yeah we're we're a little far into this uh, it's only been a month since we've done one but well like i said we're excited we've got a lot of things to talk about from week to week hopefully we will get some of the bear hunting guys in here next week it won't be so long between podcasts we're going to try to do this Weekly or every other week, right during hunting there's season, no, it gets kind of yeah, hectic. It's so up in the air right now, but yep. there's no set schedule. Yep. But that being said, there are more podcasts to come, and there's more episodes to come. Yep. We've, We've been got, slack on video. Yep. I've been slack on video. I was gonna say there's but, no way. There's just one person. Yeah, but. I've been slack on video, but been getting everything settled. Everything's finally going. I say up, finally, it's yeah, it's, it's coming through. But we've but, got a. As far as holler hunters go, we've got season two episode. Two? Three. Mm, three. Three coming at you pretty soon. Another turkey hunting episode. Yep. Um, then we're we'll going to have, have some short videos. Short videos coming in, uh, and then we'll get into the deer hunt. We haven't said yet, but we're it's still a discussion. We may be releasing some of those short episodes pretty soon just because they're not hard editing. They're just kind of put together yep. and put out. Uh, maybe putting them out before that next episode comes out. Don't know yet. we got a handful of stuff. we got a good coon hunt put out. Yep. Uh, kids fishing day. we still got that stuff to show. Yep. Our dove hunt. 
Uh, food plot episodes done. Food plot episode. Got to get it going. Yep. We've got a lot of good stuff to show you Heck coming yeah. up, and it's and it we're in the middle of hunting season, and it's getting ready to be poured on strong. Yep, it's getting ready to get serious here. But guys, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching the YouTube show. Uh, if you don't care, get on here, like it, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating, write us a review. Um, always go to our email ahollerhunters at gmail.com is that right yep and leave us a topic we got plenty to talk about but we any questions any topics you want us to cover get on there send us an email um no matter where we're where you're listening from we appreciate you we appreciate the support of everybody want to thank all of our sponsors and all our partners bone collector big and j onyx hunt um w hunt supply tact cam uh scent scent crusher. crusher i'm wearing the freaking hat and i don't even remember i knew yeah, i was missing Carhartt. something NAP Broadheads. Yep. We missed somebody, I'm sure. Mountaineer Outfitters. Oh, yeah, those guys. Those guys. Um, Everybody that supports us, keeps us going, thank you guys so much for all your support and all your help. Yes. Um, I think it covers it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast.